0: Your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Support for this podcast comes from Healthnetics. Do you have nagging aches and pains from your younger, more athletic days? Healthnetics CBD is a premium brand CBD that may help take care of aches and pains, as well as relieve anxiety and sleeplessness. Healthnetics products are all-natural, THC-free, made in the USA, and undergo third-party lab testing to ensure quality and purity. All CBD is not the same. Order today with a money-back guarantee at healthnetics.com and use promo code SPORTS for 20% off. Guys being dudes. Whoa. 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 Yeah.
1: What you call an icon living? Start a record label, Miss Fish just did it. Ooh. Nylon cup five minutes. Whoa, we are too hot in the business. Ooh. About to make a movie independent. Ooh. Need new trucks independent. Ooh. I need you to listen to the vision. Ooh. All your verses sound like dirty dishes. I'm about to clean them in the kitchen. Ooh. And we making money by the minute. Ooh. I'm about to do a way different. I am just an icon living.
0: I am just an icon living. living. I, I, icon living. I am just a icon
2: living, living. What's better than this, guys? Being dudes here on the Draft Dudes podcast. I'm Joe Marino of NDT Scouting and Fan Rag Sports, and I am your solo host today here on the show. Giving Kyle Krabs, the normal co host of the podcast, the day off. He was gracious enough uh, to fill in for me last week, and and with the holidays right around the corner, uh, gave Kyle some time to to get fully prepared and, and take advantage of some time with his family. So I am going to steer this ship by myself today and hopefully have a good time with you guys, um, have a cool concept that we'll get into here in just a second. Uh, but before we do, as it's become tradition here on the show, is uh, we, we have a little countdown going of how many days it is until the next NFL draft and a number that corresponds With it. And so today our number is 124 because we are 124 days away from the 2018 NFL draft. And 124 is the amount of receiving yards per game that Cooper Cup averaged during his career at Eastern Washington. That is the most ever by an FCS receiver. So Cooper Cup, 124 yards per game, is what he averaged in four seasons at Eastern Washington, Uh, just an incredible career that the man had. If you look at his four seasons that he had at Eastern Washington, as a freshman, 93 catches, 1,691 yards, 21 touchdowns. Sophomore year, 104 catches, 1,431 yards, 16 touchdowns. Junior year, 114 receptions, 1,642 yards, 19 touchdowns. And as a senior, 117 receptions, 1,700 yards on the dot, 17 touchdowns. That is off the change. That's a a four-year total of 428 receptions for 6,464 yards and 73 receiving touchdowns for his career. That is unbelievable. Uh, When I grade... Production as part of my uh, my scouting reports and grade that in. Uh, that's what you call a perfect score. <laughs> Pretty outstanding. And and you know now he's he's on this Rams offense with Jared Goff and he's just fit in brilliantly. Uh, so far he's got 58 catches for 804 yards and four touchdowns in his rookie season. Uh, that is the most receiving yards of any rookie. Uh, at any position, uh, this year, eight hundred and four. The next closest being seven hundred and ten yards by Evan Ingram. And when you think about the three top ten receivers uh, that were drafted this year, and Mike Williams, and John Ross, and Corey Davis, you know Cooper Cup's been, been the cream of the crop. He's been the one that's delivering. Now, I understand John Ross, and really those guys have all been injured, those guys, but uh, you know the return on investment right now is Cooper Cup. It's interesting, the second-leading wide receiver, uh, Evan Ingram, he's a tight-end wide receiver hybrid, and then it's Juju Smith-Schuster, who has 699 yards, and then the next leading receiver is Keelan Cole for the Jaguars. Uh, so it, it's not a great year for getting production out of uh, of those higher-selected uh, receiver. So Cooper Cup, uh, surprise, surprise, was a productive player in college. Is a productive player in the NFL, and his his role you figure will continue to expand with the Rams, right? They've got Robert Woods under contract uh, for a while here, but Sammy Watkins will be an interesting one to monitor. His deal's up at the end of the year, and and we'll see what what his price tag is, and if somebody's willing to commit to him long term, or if you know he needs another one year prove it type thing, or or what. So. Um, I think Sammy Watkins is a special football player as, as there is in the NFL, uh, and so if uh, you know, I think he'd be worth a, a long investment, a big, rich, fat contract. But we'll see, and if an NFL team agrees with me, so Cooper Cup uh, will be a guy that uh, I think is is going to have a an outstanding career, especially working with Jared Goff uh, and uh, head coach Sean McVay there in Los Angeles. Uh, show concept today is going to be a fun one. I hope. Um I'm calling this takes on takes where I solicited you the good folks the followers on Twitter to give me your hot takes about anything college football NFL NFL draft uh, or anything um and I would react to your hot takes and some really good ones that came in I'm a little disappointed because they're all football related and that's okay cuz football is really my thing honestly I don't I don't uh, there's not a whole lot else to me so Uh, You know, I could talk about food or something, but I thought I'd be challenged with some kind of ridiculous thing. Uh, But that's okay. We'll we'll talk football here on the Draft News Podcast. I'm good with that. And uh, I'm going to react to some of the hot takes that came across my mentions. Excuse me, I had to get a quick sip of water there. Um, So let's just get into this thing. I'll read the hot take that was given to me and I'll give you... My honest reaction to it. Uh, Luke Donaldson, you know, I really like what Luke did here. He's, he did something, he pulled a, uh, a page out of my playbook with double dipping uh, on, on a chance to ask a question or give a take. So he's got like a five-part, I guess, a five-part take for me to react to, and I'm happy to do it. Uh, his first uh, tidbit here is Browns pass on a quarterback at number one and take Saquon Barkley. My reaction to that is that would be terrible. As much as I don't trust Hugh Jackson with a young quarterback right now based on what he's done with Deshaun Kaiser, passing up on a Josh Rosen at number one and continuing to mess around at the most important position in football and choose a running back who I think is special and worth a top five pick. Uh, But uh, you can't mess around anymore. You've already passed on Deshaun Watson and Carson Wentz and you've, you've... made some poor choices with Brandon Whedon and Johnny Manziel and the different quarterbacks they have selected. Uh, Just stop it. Get your quarterback and and get this thing going. Then he says, first defensive player taken is Roquan Smith, the Georgia linebacker. I would be really surprised if that's true. And that doesn't mean I don't like Roquan Smith. I just don't know that when you think about the defensive talent that's going to be in this draft, like a Minka Fitzpatrick from Alabama, Cleveland Farrell from Clemson, um, Bradley Chubb from North Carolina State, that Roquan Smith is going to be the one that hears his name called first as a defensive player. The next one is four quarterbacks are taken in the top ten the Giants, Broncos, Jets, and Browns. Now, those teams make a lot of sense. Those teams should be looking at quarterbacks and taking one early. Um, I can see Rosen, Sam Darnold, and Baker Mayfield being those three quarterbacks, but who's the fourth one, right? So is is it Josh Allen? Is it Lamar Jackson? Does somebody fall in love with Mason Rudolph? Uh, I don't know. I I don't don't know. I think this this is going to be – I think I would be a little surprised if we saw four quarterbacks in the top ten. But, hey, you you know, look, we've seen this before where uh, teams will reach to to take a chance on a guy uh, in the top ten at quarterback, and that, that would be probably the case if that scenario were to unfold. The next one is kickers are rapidly becoming top 5 most important players and at least one kicker will be drafted. Yeah, kickers going to get drafted and if I had to bet on one it's going to be the one that just declared out of Florida, Eddie Pinheiro. That dude's got a, a rocket leg, a cannon leg. I don't even know what the what the word you use to describe a powerful leg. There it is, powerful. He's going to get drafted. So there'll be at least one drafted, but no man, the kickers it's you got to have a good kicker. That's important. Um, but to say that they're one of the five most important players, that's, that's just not true. Like just because the value is not there, you can get kickers or like the, the chiefs got Harrison Bucker and they signed them off the Panthers practice squad. Like you don't have to draft kickers just to have a good kicker. Like you, there's ways to get good kickers. Now it's important to have a reliable kicker, but I'm not going to sit here and say that they're in the top five most important players when you when you have, you know, quarterback and. Wide receiver and offensive tackle and defensive end and uh, corner. You know, it's just it, they're just not in that mix. All right, that's it for uh, that's. Oh no, Luke has has more. Luke has more. Let's finish these up here. Vikings make the Super Bowl in their hometown and win it all. Uh, I say that's probably fake news. I like the Vikings. Um, at the end of the day, I just don't know if you know when we're talking about a deep playoff run, if you know they're going to be able to beat the Saints and, and the Saints. When I when I think about the Saints, they've got the defense, they've got the running game, and they've got a proven quarterback like Drew Brees. So as great as Case Keenum's been this year, I'm not willing to sit here and say that they're going to go home, go all the way here and win the Super Bowl, because uh, that would also mean that they're going to beat either the Steelers uh, or the Patriots. So um, you know, usually the team with the with the great defense and the and the the quarterback is the one that we see winning uh, deep in the playoffs, and so that's why I think the Vikings. Uh, might be on the outside looking in, in terms of that conversation. All right, so we can move on to some other guys' takes here. Uh, the next one comes from Zoo Two Sports, and he said Taven Bryan is D lineman number one, and this is uh, <laughs> this is something we've talked about quite a bit here on the show uh, about Taven Bryan. Both both Kyle and I have really kind of laid out the you know laid it out there what we think about. Uh, the Gators defensive lineman, and and I think that this is probably going to be true for me that Taven Taven Bryan will be my highest rated defensive lineman. Now Maurice Hurst from uh, Michigan is certainly in that mix. Christian Wilkins from Clemson is in that mix, but uh, I don't know that there's a better package in terms of explosive quickness, technique, power, ability to shed blocks, uh, and athleticism—just a whole package. Taven Bryan is, and um, uh, that's probably going to vault him to the number one spot in my defensive lineman rankings. Next up comes from Jake Stack. Uh, he says, Anthony Miller, uh, the wide receiver from Memphis, is that a first-round talent? So um, basically his statement is that Anthony Miller is a first-round talent. And uh, I've done his full scouting report, and he's close to a first-round film score for me, uh, but he's he's kind of in the higher two range. Uh, when I look at his, his report, I, I like Anthony Miller a lot. His acceleration is really good. His his change of direction skills are smooth. He uncovers quickly. He separates. I really like him in that slot role. He's got great hands. I like the way he tracks the football uh, vertically. Um, I, I just don't know if this is going to be the type of guy whose skill set is that of of one you want to use a first-round selection on. Um You know, I think he's going to be productive in the NFL. I think he'll be a top three target in in a really good passing game. Um, But when I think about using my number one draft choice on a wide receiver, you know, I want to know that this is going to be a bona fide alpha receiver that I can, you know, run my passing game through. And and I think Anthony Miller's not quite that caliber of a prospect. Now, if you listen to me say all that and think that I don't like Anthony Miller, you're wrong. I think he's a solid second-round player. Uh, just not sure that I'm going to be the one that's going to pound the table for him in the first round. I can wait and get Anthony Miller. All right, moving along here. We've got next up a take from Benjamin Solak. And, Ben, before I get into this, I listened to your rant on Locked On Eagles today uh, where I asked you about cilantro. Um, and uh, you know, Ben's on record as saying that cilantro is the devil's lettuce. And that's just, that's so bad, Ben. I mean, if you, burritos, uh, tacos, enchiladas, everything is better with cilantro on it. It is absolutely delicious. Um, and, and onions are disgusting. Onions cannot be anywhere near your food. It's such an overpowering flavor, onions, and a disgusting flavor. So it's an overpowering, disgusting flavor that if it's even on your food, like if you're eating like a, a Philly cheesesteak, and there's onions in it, you're not eating a Philly cheesesteak. You're just eating a bunch of onions because that's all you can taste. And that's, that's transcendent across all foods. If onions are on them, it's all you taste, and it's a bad taste. So, Ben, your, your food takes are really bad lately. Uh, but uh, his football take that he would like for me to react to here on Takes on Takes is what if I told you maybe, just maybe, I like Marcel Aitman more than James Washington. Both of those guys are the Oklahoma State wide receivers. And I would say that I don't think that take, Ben, is as hot as you think it is. Um, I'm not ready to say that I like Aitman more than Washington. I need to do a lot more work on Aitman before I'm prepared to say that. But I do like Washington. I I think that he he offers some nice traits in terms of his ability to win in contested situations and his ball tracking skills and his hands. Um, You know, he's not as, as... physically gifted in terms of size as Marcel Aitman is. And Marcel Aitman can go up and get the ball, and he's made clutch catch after clutch catch for Oklahoma State this year. Uh, but um, I think it's close, but I think that there's already people that are in that camp that believe Marcel Aitman is a better wide receiver prospect than James Washington. Next up comes from V. Skills. Uh, v. Skill. excuse me. And he just says here, Jack Sitchy is a top 50 talent. Of course, referring to the Wisconsin linebacker who, uh, unfortunately, um, his season was cut short this year. Well, he didn't even have a season because he tore his ACL uh, in preseason, and that's coming off a year prior where he tore his pect- pectoral muscle and missed uh, the, the last half of the season. But, man, when this dude's in the lineup, he's a player. Uh, and it's a tremendous story. He's a former walk-on, uh, and then he became a standout starter, and then obviously the two season-ending injuries. But, um when he's on the field, man, he shows really nice mobility. He's got a ton of urgency in the way that he plays. He processes plays really quickly and accurately. He tackles very well. I like him as a uh, as a four three weak side um, or inside linebacker. Um, I like the way he covers. He's a really good blitzer. He kind of does everything really well. Like there's no denying when you watch the guy on film that he's a he's worthy of a top fifty selection. The 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 story here is that you're talking about a guy with back-to-back season-ending injuries, who is uh, only started 11 games across three seasons, and you know he could have went for a for another uh, year of eligibility, but he you know he's getting a little bit older. He's born May 5th, 1995. Cinco de Mayo. How about that? Um, I just don't know if he has the resume to complement his traits. That's gonna that's gonna get him selected in the top 50. But I will say that when he's healthy. He is, uh, uh, if he can be healthy, what he's shown on the field, his tape is worthy of a top 50 selection. Uh, Brian Bosarge, my buddy from Deep Fried Draft, he says Reggie Bonifan is a Pro Bowl running back in the next three years. Uh, that's obviously the Louisville running back. And I think, I think that's fake news, Brian. Um, he, like, he's got some, some nice physical traits, but I think he's a little bit underdeveloped as a runner. I've never been enamored with him. I never thought of him as, like, a a very good prospect. I've watched a lot of Louisville, uh, seen Louisville twice in person uh, this year and previously when Reggie Bonifant was on the team. So I've seen – I've got some good looks at this this club, at this club like it's a baseball team, at this school. And uh, I've never been enamored with him, so I'm not sitting here willing to say that he's going to be a Pro Bowl running back ever, let alone the next three years. Uh Riley Allman. Come on, dude. This is a bad take, man. Uh, he says, for one, Anthony Miller isn't a top 10 receiver in this class. Give me DJ Moore over him as a slot type at the next level. Um, I don't want to get into a DJ Moore versus Anthony Miller thing because I think they're both good football players, but to think Anthony Miller isn't one of the 10 best receivers in this class is a bad take, Riley. A bad take, man. I like you, but uh, you got to clean that up, man. That's 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 not good. Uh, speaking of bad takes, and I don't think Michael Kiss is saying that he believes this. I think that he just wants me to react to this. And his uh, his simple reply here was Vernon Adams QB one again. Man, y'all got some bad takes on Vernon Adams. Like some of you guys need to throw out some receipts and go back and delete your tweets because there's like a weird amount of people that liked Vernon Adams, and uh, not guilty, not one of them. Um, when he was selected to be one of the throwing quarterbacks at the Combines, you know, not one of the guys that actually uh, was, you know, invited to participate in the Combine, but one, the ones that they keep to throw routes to receivers, you know, that was the right place for Vernon Adams. He's not a guy that uh, I was particularly fond of uh, based on tape or his NFL upside, and, um, man, uh, <laughs> There are people that walk among us that think Vernon Adams was the best quarterback coming out that year. Moving on here to James Weeb, uh, He said, Nick Chubb, the Georgia running back, will be the next Kareem Hunt. Selected on day two, explodes, and nobody knows what happened. Pure balance. Um, sure, yeah, I-, I think Nick Chubb can absolutely make the same type of impact that Kareem Hunt is making. I'm a big Nick Chubb fan. I think he's got a nice blend of power, low center of gravity, uh, he has some bursts. His bursts has really come back this year. Love the way he battles after contact. I uh, Love the way he sees the field. So, yeah, absolutely. I think he can be the next Kareem Hunt. I don't know that it would catch people off guard. And, and I don't know that Kareem Hunt uh, caught anybody off guard based on those that really studied him and knew about him. Um, there's... You know, he had a he had an exceptional game tape and a really nice resume for going into the NFL and, and producing. He just needed the opportunity, and once it came, he he really took advantage of it. Uh, Nick Chubb, you know, everybody knows Nick Chubb. He's a you know Georgia running back with tons of production. I mean, he's one of the historically late running backs in the SEC. So um, I don't I don't think that that would be a surprise, and no people aren't going to know what happened. I just I think that we are agreeing in that. Uh, you know, uh, they can have similar impacts and love the balance uh, for both players. Uh, next up here comes from Daniel Andrews. He says, hey, I'm convinced scouts will fall in love with Mason Rudolph. I think he ends up possibly as high as a top 10, but in round one, what is your opinion? Um, So I'm going to take this in two pieces here. Uh, do I – would I be surprised if a team fell in love with Mason Rudolph and took him in the first round? No, not at all. I think that he's very much a, a likable prospect um, that, uh, you know, there's been lesser talents selected that high. Um, the, you know, teams will fall in love with him as a person. He's a really good person. Um, people will fall in love with his football intelligence and what he can do on a chalkboard, the way that he pushes the ball vertically down the field his stature. uh, He showcases some good accuracy. He's got pretty clean uh, release and throwing motion. Um, So yeah, no, I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. Is that where I'm going to value him? You know, I've really cooled off a lot on Mason Rudolph. And what it comes down to is I think Mason's been the same player for for four years now. You know, he didn't really take, uh, he didn't really grow. And when Mason's able to have a clean pocket and and, and throw to a, a receiver that's you know creating good separation, he's going he's going to look like a million bucks, man. But it's when he has to come off that first read, it's when things break down around him, where his accuracy and decision making really declines, um, that uh, that has me me worried. And so, um, you know, that's that doesn't get me excited about him as a first round pick. He's he's in a grade for me somewhere on day two. Um, so, two parts here. No, it wouldn't surprise me if a team fell in love with him and Mason Rudolph was a first-round pick, and uh, but not, not for me. Not for me. I like Mason. Um, I think there's a foundational skill set to work with there. I'm just not going to be uh, pounding the table for him in the first round if I were uh, somebody making a decision on drafting a quarterback. <laughs> Got one more here for you from Dalton Miller. Uh, He said, "I just found out a fire take today. Holton Hill is cornerback one from a talent standpoint. That's the Texas cornerback. Uh, Hill's the guy I need to do a lot of work on. A lot more work on to really say that. Um, I I like his physicality. He's a really outstanding tackler, but you know I need to take a much deeper dive to be able to react to that. I I just um, you know I, I think when I think about the premier corners in this year's class, you know Denzel Ward from Ohio State." Uh, certainly comes to mind. Jair Alexander from Louisville uh, comes to mind. And, uh, uh, you know, I don't know if he's in that same tier. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. You know, a lot of work to be done. Um, And uh, looking forward to taking that deep dive on Holton Hill because I have heard some good things. And then there's obviously some some red flags with him that I need to dig into as well. So I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, We'll call it Takes on Takes. We'll have to do it again because uh, uh, this was a fun concept, and hopefully you guys can bring uh, another great batch of takes for us to react to. Uh, maybe we'll get Kyle on for the next time we do this um, and have some fun with it. Um, we got a lot planned for you coming up over the next five months here as we build up to the 2018 NFL Draft. Um, so make sure that you're subscribed. Subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on whatever podcast app you like to listen to them on. We appreciate that support and, uh, and you staying plugged in. You can also uh, stay connected by following along on Twitter. I am at the Joe Marino. Kyle is at NDT Scouting. And NDT Scouting has its own Twitter handle, which is at NDT Scouting LLC. Kyle and I will be back for you on Monday. We're going to have a Christmas Day podcast for you where we'll have something very Christmassy uh, type of theme, but it's, uh, it's going to be football related, so you'll definitely not want to miss that. And then I encourage you to check out my mock draft, which releases on Monday. Uh, I, I'm sure I'll make a lot of people mad, and maybe we'll talk about it at some point on the podcast next week, but I'll give you a little sneak peek here. I've got five quarterbacks going in the first round. I've got five offensive tackles. I've got five defensive tackles. I've got five edge defenders and uh, only one wide receiver two running backs, so we, there's a little tease for you. You'll see it on Monday, and uh, I'm sure I'll get some hell from some folks. It's always uh, it's always an eventful day on the Twitter machine whenever you drop a mock draft. So uh, maybe, maybe people will be nice because it's Christmas Day. I don't know. We'll find out, but it's going to be fun. I also encourage you to check out my uh, weekly column on NDTScouting.com called Six Pack Thursday. Uh, really having a lot of fun with that. I'm three weeks into this thing, and I really, I guess, yeah, not to toot my own horn, but I really like the the six-pack that I put together this week where I dug into some fun topics about uh, Alabama linebacker Rashawn Evans, and, and I talked about the resurgence of top ten running backs, talked about Hugh Jackson and if he can be trusted with a uh, with the number one overall pick, particularly a cornerback. Uh, also got into the Shrine game stuff, teased the mock draft, and talked about Taven Brian and player comps. So uh, check that column out. So, but appreciate you uh, taking some time to read that and share it, um, put a lot of time into it, and, and hopefully you're enjoying it and having fun with it uh, as, as much as I am uh, putting it together on a weekly basis. I'm going to sign off for now. We'll be back for you again on Monday. Merry Christmas to you all. And I'm signing off for just myself today. Kyle and I will be back for you on Monday. Thanks for listening to the Draft News podcast. Merry Christmas everyone.
0: I am just an icon I am just an icon icon